0: Welcome to another place in time, where one day you'll be dead or you'll survive. Welcome to Dead or Survive. This is your host, Cheryl Riches, and I'm her sidekick, Rob Riches, apparently, because it's family day, so I thought I'd give it to her.
1: But you can't say that you're Cheryl Riches. I can I'm Cheryl Riches. It's
0: way better if I was you.
1: (laughs) No, I don't think that's true at all. I disagree.
0: Well, then maybe you should start doing the opening first. I'm trying to come up with creative different ways.
1: Happy family day, everybody.
0: Happy family day. And And that only applies to Ontario and several other provinces. It's not a stat holiday. Did you know that? Well not every province gets this holiday.
1: I welcome aboard anybody who wants to petition their government to get another stat holiday in February.
0: Um, you know what they should do is they should give us the holiday in November or something, or maybe October for Halloween.
1: Halloween would be good. Yep. I
0: mean, February is nice. I get it. But a lot of people can't get outside, especially here in Canada. It's cold. We can't get outside. We can't do anything. Why not Halloween where we're out with our kids? It's the highest call-in day of the year.
1: Yeah. Halloween would. I don't know why they just don't do halloween on saturday every year and make it like it doesn't always have to be on october 31st like the last saturday of the month would make so much more sense
0: yeah something they gotta do something anyways here in ontario we get uh family day as a provincial stat holiday so yes we have tomorrow off however we are still recording on sunday night yep we just watched oh my god nascar so
1: many left turns
0: so many left turns (laughs) our friends are nascar
1: fans
0: (laughs) which is great everybody has to enjoy this i'm not a big nascar fan i don't know a lot about it that's fine they invited us over so as of course you know they're good friends they invite us so we go yeah but i have no idea how any i mean yeah come some of the crashes are exciting but i just
1: but that's so that's such a small part the rest is just turn 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 yeah I guess I gotta
0: I don't know I just I just can't figure it out I mean there's got to be something there that's exciting because it's obviously huge yeah like it makes billions of dollars yeah I just they're they drive really fast and well, they turn much all
1: they all have their own drivers that they're cheering for and uh, we just don't have that right maybe if we took more interest in the drivers maybe I don't know
0: yeah it could be and it's just I don't know I was Raised on hockey, right? So yeah. hockey. I mean, you you got a body out there. You're throwing around. You're smashing and stuff. But other people think hockey's stupid too. Like you know, too many fights, too much this. Yeah. So it's to each their own. Right. However, we went. It was still a good time. It was still yep. a good time with friends. Yep. Got to see some cars crash.
1: Yep. We did that.
0: So that was that was a good afternoon out. And tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Oh, we're so excited! I get to see some more Marvel movies. Yep. So Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Manium i've been catching up i've been re-watching ant-man movies just to make sure i remember where i'm at but i was good it was more for my wife <laughs> she has no idea what's going on I do don't too. tell her
1: i do too you do not i do i know more about marvel movies than most people
0: yes you do do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we're going to go do that tomorrow and uh saturday I went to work to keep my wife into the lifestyle that she's come accustomed to. Mm-hmm. And then we went shopping with my mama.
1: Yeah. And I woke up today and went outside to let the dogs out. And there were birds singing. It was so exciting. Hmm. Winter is coming to a close.
0: It's February. It's not. But it is. But it's not. <laughs> I offered to shoot the birds with a pellet for you. Make it quieter.
1: Yeah. No. Um,
0: our temperatures have been, yeah, this, like, I mean, they were up and down, but it's been so weird. We haven't had anything. I don't think we've had any, like anything below minus 12 or 13.
1: I know. Like we've had, we've been really lucky this winter.
0: People are like, that's cool. But, but normally we're minus 20, minus 30. And also
1: that's Celsius. Not Fahrenheit. this is true too, (laughs) but
0: I'm just saying like, it's,
1: so it's probably like 10 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm guessing.
0: Well then why would you just see this is this is why i don't bring it up see now you have to go and research that
1: no i don't <laughs> they can if they're really interested they can
0: anyways anything else you'd like to spread
1: uh no i i think we got it we're good oh we want to talk about our contest well there's an idea yeah. what? <laughs> let's talk about it she's contest. the one that runs yes. this podcast <laughs> Yep, this is episode 48, so we'll have a keyword today, and then next week we'll have another keyword, and then on March 6th, it will be our 50th episode, and we will do the draw. So everybody has until March 6th to send us their five keywords from the latest five episodes. Only if you want
0: to be in five times. You don't need all five. No, no,
1: you can be in one time or whatever, but that's when you have until, and then March 6th, we'll do the draw.
0: And I've been actually really, really surprised. We've had a lot of people put stuff in, so yeah. it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it is cool.
0: Um, on top of that, uh, some more exciting news. If we can get 15 new listeners, new so listeners. new listeners, if anybody out there can talk 15 people into it, pay them five bucks, whatever you got to do, talk them into it, <laughs> cut their grass for them. I will come cut their grass for them. <laughs> whatever it is, we need 15 new listeners, and then we may be up for some advertisement. Gigs, yeah. which helps us out here. So again, everybody that's been with us since the beginning and listening all the way through, we appreciate it. Uh we've had some new people join that I know of that started so th- those two welcome aboard and thank you for coming on this journey with us. Yeah. But if you can get us 15, yeah, that would be Fabulous. fantastic.
1: Fabulous.
0: Um, other than that, do you want to give the keyword out now or do you want to wait till No,
1: later? they gotta wait.
0: You're gonna make them wait. But I'm going to give it out right now. You don't even have it yet. I have it. I have it. But I won't give it to him because you said no.
1: (laughs) All right so instead
0: of giving them that why don't we give them one of your stories
1: okay we can do that
0: how about something where you know somebody gets slashed up buried alive and pieces of them fall apart and it all happens to somebody that's 12 or younger how about that
1: no how about we
0: do a nice nice story for (laughs) you
1: actually like it's a bad something bad happens but it's kind of a feel good story you're gonna like it aren't
0: they all feel good because they all live
1: yeah but this one There is a part of this one where I was like trying to contain my laughter when you were sitting next to me while I was working on it. This is it's, true. I asked why you were laughing and you're like, it's my story. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So you got a drink? I do. And you've had several already because you were at an event.
1: Right. So I have, so she'll
0: probably have beautiful vocabulary but today.
1: But
0: it's just beer. It's just beer. It's just six beers. It's just I'm my, Canadian. What does it matter? It's, it's only my six beers. Third
1: beer. It's, it's my only, third beer. Only, it's only
0: six beers. I'm Canadian. <laughs> That's that's breakfast.
1: Yeah, that's it. Anyways, we'll yes. get right
0: into that. All right. Are you ready?
1: Yes, I am. Then
0: let her rip, potato chip.
1: Okay. I am going to tell you about Danelle Balangi, who was born on tw- July 21st, 1971, in Los Angeles, California.
0: Wow. Good month to be born in. Fantastic <laughs> month. Actually, legends are born in that oh,
1: month. Oh, really? She is a legend, actually. Like,
0: See? She... See? This you. is
1: one of the most. Kick-ass people that I've done a story on. She was like... Do you
0: know that you say that about her?" I know,
1: but like the the stats back me up on this one. You'll understand in a minute here. So you were lying
0: about all the rest?
1: No, I wasn't lying. I usually call my other ones badass. I called her kick-ass. So there, there, that's the difference. Okay, sure. (laughs) Okay. So she's always been this super athlete. She played sports all the way through school. She played soccer and volleyball. And her dad was actually her volleyball coach, but Danelle was too short to be able to go far with the sport. So she got cut from the team.
0: Oh, she was your height?
1: She was like 5'2", I think.
0: Yeah, like your height.
1: No, I'm not 5'2". You're a midget. So her dad said... Little person. Are you going to keep on going here, or can I keep on going with my story? Little (laughs) person. Okay, so... Anyways, her dad said, why don't you try cross-country? So she joined cross-country and she loved it. Why? I don't know. Some people enjoy running. But it's not not when I, she's
0: she's short, she's got little legs.
1: (laughs) She's good at it. Just listen. Um, When she finished finished high school, she went to the University of Colorado where she studied kinesiology and biology.
0: I know somebody taking kinesiology. I do
1: too. Uh, she got into adventure racing. Do you know what adventure racing is? Yes. It's, do you want me to tell everybody then? Okay. It's races that integrate multiple disciplines into a single event over a long period of time and over rugged terrain. So these races are design you, designed to put you through the ringer.
0: Yeah. Don't they, uh, like they even run at night and everything like that, yeah. right? And it's just, yeah. Yeah. Through across like countries and rivers and all crazy. that. Crazy.
1: They can include running, kayaking, rock climbing, rappelling, horse riding, whitewater rafting, mountaineering, skiing, inline skating, and even paragliding.
0: Yeah, I used to do those on the weekends.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't believe that. Yep. <laughs> it's like um, the tough mudder, but for two weeks. Yeah, they... <laughs> I did tough mudder too. <laughs> yeah, but not for two weeks straight. No, no, because
0: they... I was doing adventure racing. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're usually really long. A beginner's race can uh, can be four to six hours, but the more advanced ones, like I just said, can last weeks.
0: Yeah, I was doing a beginner one, four or six hours. <laughs> just, <laughs> like one, yes. just like Tough Mudder.
1: Just like Tough Mudder. The trails aren't marked for the race, so you have to navigate yourself with a map. So there's like orientation going on in here, too. Um, because they're usually in the middle of the wilderness, there's not a, usually a lot of spectators. Danelle was in love with this type of racing and she was really good at it. So listen to this. She ran in hundreds, she has run in hundreds of adventure races. She won the Pikes Peak Marathon four times. She ran up all 54 of Colorado's 14,000 foot peaks in less than 15 days, faster than any other woman in history. She Completed, competed in 441 endurance events and finished in the top three in 390 of them. Three times her team won the Primal Quest race, which is like one of the biggest, baddest races there is. She earned six U.S. Athlete of the Year awards in four different endurance sports. So there you go. That's why I'm saying she's kick-ass.
0: But is she really? Because she couldn't play volleyball.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, what? Just, <laughs> just to give you an idea, in one of her races, she a leech attached itself to her eyelid in one of her races, and it gave her a corneal ulcer and blinded her for three days, but she just kept doing these. And so she, this was her job. She See, was when I did
0: that, when I had the leech attached to me, I just took it off and chewed it and <laughs> ate it for protein. Oh,
1: that's disgusting.
0: That's the difference right there.
1: Anyways, this was her job. She had sponsors, and this is what she did. Nice. Yeah. While Dan- Danella was living in Colorado, she decided she wanted a dog. She'd always had one growing up, and she missed the companionship. So in the summer of 2003, she drove two hours to a rescue facility north of Denver. It was love at first sight when she laid her eyes on a 10-week-old mutt, part of a litter that had been rescued from a Kansas farm.
0: I'm trying to do that, but my wife keeps saying no.
1: We have three dogs.
0: My wife says no.
1: <laughs> she named him Taz.
0: Poor dog's going to die. My wife won't let me save him. Or her.
1: oh my gosh. Can we talk about my story, please? Oh sorry. Yes. yes. She named him Taz and because and became Danelle's running partner. She called him Taz because he was kind of crazy.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: like high energy running in circles kind of thing. He was a big dog. He looked kind of like a shepherd mix, um, maybe, except he was all tan. He kind of looked like Shadow, you know, our Shadow. That doesn't mean a lot to you guys, but it means something to Rob anyways. Um, He wasn't like a super intelligent dog. (laughs) He just, he liked to chase squirrels and he was kind of happy-go-lucky. But he was very loyal and he kept up with Donnell. So he was a good dog anyways they would climb mountains together and even run like 15 miles a day so
0: she made her dog run 15 yeah, miles he a liked day it. Too.
1: he liked it and not only did he run with her he'd like take off and chase squirrels and do whatever and then come back so he was running even further than her at some point danelle traveled to moab utah
0: just so everybody else has there knows that if you ever see me running you should probably run because something's chasing yeah. me because <laughs> that is the only time i will run
1: did you t- hear me when I told you where she traveled to? Moab, Utah.
0: Oh, yeah, that horrible place. No,
1: this is a place that I bug Rob like probably, probably, twice a month. That I really, really want to go.
0: And the, the, here's the reason why I will never go to Utah. Okay, and I will tell you people, there is a thing there called Angels Trail.
1: Yeah, I want to do it.
0: And basically Angel's Trail is you're going to climb to the top of a mountain and then do a tight, tight rope walk across, but you get to hold on to a chain. A chain.
1: You get a chain.
0: <laughs> Annually, 10 people a year die doing this trail. I am an old fat man.
1: But there's a spot at the top.
0: Old fat man. That you can sit down
1: and wait for me to complete the chain part.
0: Who says you're going to complete it? Why wouldn't I? Because you're clumsy.
1: Oh, I'll complete it.
0: You're klutzy. <laughs> I love you. You're amazing. You're klutzy. You but know this.
1: But then you'll just get the insurance money. It's fine.
0: <sighs> and I'll be stuck in Utah where I don't want to be.
1: <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to get there one day. It's very high up on my bucket list. Um, she goes to Moab and she falls in love. So she bought a house there. And she and Taz, who was three at the time, moved in. On December 13th, 2006, right after returning from an adventure race she was doing in Mexico, she didn't have time to do her full run on that morning because it was going to be a busy day. So she planned on doing a mere 8 to 10 mile run. (laughs) At 10 a.m., she and Taz got into her white Ford Ranger. They stopped at Burger King for a chicken sandwich and a coffee, and they were off to the Amesa Trailhead she passed the main parking lot for the trailhead and went back further into a smaller parking lot near the trail. So there was like the main one, but the, she, she knew the area. So she drove a little bit further and there was like a tiny little parking lot where you could only fit two or three cars and she parked back there.
0: And only the locals knew about it.
1: Right. Yeah. See? Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. It was the middle of December, so it was a little bit cold. It was like seven... In eight, Utah? In Utah. It was like seven or eight degrees. It gets cold in Utah. That's it. Yeah. It So for our American listeners, it was in the 40s. She was on, the only person parked in the parking lot because nobody else wanted to go out on a trail when it's cold out, I guess. She grabbed her sunglasses, a bottle of water, her MP3 player, and a couple of raspberry energy gels. She was a professional, so she was layered for the weather. She was wearing running pants, silk long underwear, a running shirt, and a thin fleece jacket. She almost left her fanny pack that was in the back of her car, but she spotted it at the last second and grabbed it. Inside there was a shower cap and two ibuprofens. <laughs> a shower cap? Is that why you're looking at me funny? Yes, that's
0: why I'm looking okay. at you funny. Why do you need a shower <laughs> cap to go running?
1: So, I guess runners like these extreme runners, will put shower caps over their hats to keep the, their heads from losing heat. Or, like, I don't know if they do that while they're actually running or if it's just a in case of an emergency thing. But anyways, it's...
0: Because you didn't research.
1: No, because I read, I read in one spot that they did it while they were running and another one said, no, it's like if you get stranded somewhere because it could happen in these kinds of races, then it takes up, like, zero room in your... Fanny pack and... But it helps
0: keep you warm while people are looking for you. Right. Makes sense.
1: Right. But why are you
0: carrying a whole fanny pack for a shower?
1: No, because she took it and shoved your water bottle in it. Okay. Yeah. Taz was super excited to get going, so he was barking at her like, come on, it's time to go. Taz would sometimes take off by himself and check things out, and then he would come back. About an hour in, Danelle had covered five miles of her run she had about half of her water water bottle left. Danelle's plan was to take her current trail and then run through a canyon and up a kind of steep rocky section that would connect her to another trail and she could make her way back to the car in a loop with that other trail. She knew the area, right? So while she was running on the other side of the canyon, her foot slipped on some lichen and that was covered in frost and she slipped and she started sliding down the canyon. She tried to grab onto things on her way past, but she was sliding really fast. Eventually, she slid off the side of the cliff, and there she was, free-falling. She fell through the air about two stories and hit the ground. She wondered if she was going to die while she was plummeting towards the earth, and she landed on her feet. hard. Yeah.
0: Let me guess, ankles broke, knees?
1: Well, we'll get to that. Taz is still up on the cliff. And he's barking at her, but she couldn't even see him anymore at this point. Danelle was laying on the ground and thought to herself, wow, this is going to be a really long walk out of this canyon. And then she tried to get up, but it was a no-go. When she tried moving, the pain was unbearable, and she screamed out in agony. She wondered if she was paralyzed, but realized that she could still feel her legs, like she was touching her legs, and she could still feel them. She tried to stand up again, but she couldn't move. So. What was actually going on and what she didn't know is that she had completely shattered her pelvis. She had broken three of her vertebrae in her spine and her top half was basically no longer attached to her bottom half internally. So her spinal cord was still intact, but the bones had actually separated from each other.
0: Oh, you know a little bit about this, don't you?
1: Yeah. I broke my back. Um, She didn't know this yet.
0: Which is why my wife doesn't drive.
1: Do drive. Don't tell lies. Not with me. (laughs) Um, She was worried about Taz, that he might try to make his way down to her and he would fall and hurt himself too. But he made his way down to her safely, so she knew there must be like an easier way out of here than the way that she found to come in. So she came up with a plan. She would crawl 30 feet to the bottom of the canyon. She would drag herself over rocks and through scrub. And then she would crawl the three miles back to the Emesa back trail and hope that someone would see her.
0: That's not a good plan.
1: Mm. She didn't realize how badly she was hurt, though, right?
0: Yeah, I guess. I just, when you got your spinal thing, right? If you do anything, you could paralyze yourself for the rest of your life. Yeah.
1: It was noon. I know
0: it's survival, too, right? But wow.
1: It was noon when she started. So she started trying to move. She was in so much pain, but she was determined, and she started moving herself an inch at a time. She moved herself about 400 feet, or a quarter of a mile, and that took her five hours. She got to a point where she would have to go up a rock, and she couldn't do it. She wasn't able to lift her upper back. She was, sorry, she was able to lift her upper back and her head off of the ground, and she was able to roll from her stomach to her side, but that was the extent of it. That was the only movement that she could get. So this is a spot where she got stuck. And there was a little puddle there that was left behind from melted snow. Her water bottle was gone at this point, so she put her face in the puddle to have a drink. It was starting to get dark. She went into her fanny pack and took the two ibuprofen that were in there. It didn't do much. (laughs) No? No. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) What good were they? (laughs) She was worried about hypothermia and she put the shower cap on
0: and then curled into her dog.
1: Yes. She knew that at this, she was going to be here for the night. At this point, the adrenaline started to wear off and the pain was making itself more known to avoid hypothermia. She would do head crunches. So she would lift her body body off of the ground as much as she could to keep herself awake and to keep the blood moving. And it hurt, but she had, she knew that if she didn't do that, she would very likely get hypothermia and die. Taz was still with her and snuggled into her, which also gave her some body heat.
0: Did she slice him open and crawl inside like Luke Skywalker did in the Empire Strike No,
1: that's a terrible thought.
0: Well, that's what Luke did.
1: Then he would only be able to keep her warm for one night, though, wouldn't he? Just tell me what Luke did. (laughs) The temperature dipped below freezing that night, so she just did her best to try and keep warm. She was tapping her feet as much as she could and lifting her doing her little crunches and she tried not to sleep. The sky was beautiful that night. She said she had never seen so many shooting stars in her life before and she started thinking about her life. She thought about a man that she had just met a couple of weeks ago named BC. They had only been on a couple of dates but she really liked him and she thought about how sad it would be if, it, she, if she never got a chance to know him better. She thought about her parents and how supportive they had been. At one point, while she was still in school, Danelle spent all of her money to take a trip to Hawaii to do an iron race. Her father tried to convince her that maybe this wasn't the right time for that, but Danelle was determined and she went anyways. When she got there, she found out that her father had also flown to Hawaii to support her in her race. She knew that her feet were getting frostbite, but she made it through the night. The next morning, Taz found a stick and he was playing with it. She watched him play with it and it lifted her spirits a little. Her puddle had frozen over during the night, but she used the cap of her water bottle to break through the ice and she filled her bottle as best she could. And she ate one of her energy gels. So she thought she was going to use this energy gel. She was going to use the energy that it took, gave her, and she was going to drag herself out of the canyon that day.
0: Okay, so that didn't happen. (laughs)
1: So she tried to get up on her hands and her knees, but as she turned over, the pain got her again and she screamed out because basically her top half was moving, but her bottom half wasn't. <laughs> Isn't it terrible? Jesus. It's so terrible. <laughs> so she laid back down on her back. Taz came over and licked her face, and Danelle started screaming for help. She screamed for most of the day for help, and Taz took off. He came back at around three o'clock, and she looked at Taz and said, "'I'm hurt, go get me some help.' And he tilted his head and looked at her, and he looked at her like he knew what she was saying, and then he took off again. Meanwhile, back at the house, Danelle had a nosy neighbor, which actually worked to Danelle's benefit. Her neighbor, Dorothy Rossignol, was 76 years old, and Dorothy liked Danelle and Taz. Every day, Dorothy would give Taz cookies. When Danelle went away on her adventure races, Dorothy would keep an eye on the house. She would collect the mail and make sure the pipes didn't freeze, that kind of thing. And because Taz was never leashed, whenever Dorothy would see animal control in the area, she'd run and tie Taz up so they wouldn't take him. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice, of her. <laughs> yeah. But Taz didn't come to visit on December 13th. And that night, Rossignol looked outside and saw that Danelle's truck wasn't there. She also saw that Danelle had left her drapes open, her lights on, and her laptop on.
0: And that never happens. Uh,
1: not not, I guess so, because she thought it was weird. Yep. She, on Thursday afternoon. unless should live
0: at this house? Yeah. <laughs> Every light in this house is always on.
1: Th- <laughs> no, not always. Well, not
0: now. <laughs> it was.
1: Yeah, because we're officially empty nesters, everybody. I don't know if we've said that. Anyways. Um Okay, so on Thursday afternoon, Dorothy looked again and saw that the drapes were still open. The lights were still on and the laptop was still on. So nothing had changed. And she called Danelle's parents to tell on her. (laughs) She told them that she was concerned.
0: She left lights on.
1: (laughs) She left her laptop on. (laughs) She didn't come home last night. (laughs) Anyways, when when she called her parents her parents became concerned and they called the police for a wellness check police showed up and spent three hours inside danelle's house they were probably a little bit concerned that you know she had been murdered or something i don't know but they spent three hours so they must have thought something was going on dorothy was waiting for them when they arrived she told them that her neighbor was in trouble that they should be looking for her truck and her dog She told them that she would show them where things were inside the house, where to find important clues. And when they refused her entry, she stood on the sidewalk outside. She stood on the sidewalk for three hours. (laughs) (laughs) I want a neighbor like this. Yeah. Meanwhile, nighttime has fallen again. Taz has made his way back to Danelle, but all the screaming that she had during, she had done during the day scared him and he wouldn't come near her. <laughs> he wouldn't snuggle up with her. He slept about 15 feet away from her.
0: He didn't bring help?
1: <laughs> no, no, I told you. He's a good dog, but he's doing his best. He's <laughs> Poor Taz is doing his best. Danelle had noticed a big lump about the size of a water bottle in her abdomen. She was bleeding internally. And it was pooling there. And she started hearing voices that weren't actually there. But she continued with her head crunches and her feet tapping, trying to keep warm. She tried not to sleep because she knew if she slept, hypothermia would get her and she would die. But she made it through another night. In the morning, her water puddle was frozen again and Taz was gone. She broke through the ice again and ate her last gel pack. And she started crawling again. She's nothing if not determined.
0: Well, when you're fighting for your life, right? (laughs) Yes.
1: She dragged herself off the rock and her pants came off because she couldn't lift her pelvis off the ground.
0: That's not good either. No. That's going to make her colder.
1: Yeah. She found herself in a shallow depression. She was stuck. She saw the stupidity of her decision and crawled back onto the rock. A round trip of four feet. It took two hours. Now she was hyperventilating. She could feel the clotted blood and swollen flesh moving inside of her. Okay, back to the police. Craig Shumway was on his way to the office when he found out about the missing person report that came in the day before. The information had been given to another police department, so it wasn't actually Craig's job to be out looking for her, but it turns out that Craig had met Donnell. Craig had been called to Donnell's house a few weeks earlier because she rented her place out, and then when she came back, the tenants refused to leave. So she probably did like an Airbnb thing, right? And then... She had a hard time getting rid of the tenants. Craig remembered that Danelle was a kind individual individual, and he wanted to make sure she was okay. So he decided that he would take a drive. First, he stopped at Danelle's house, took a quick look, and then he dro- drove 10 miles north to the Sovereign Trail and checked the trailhead and found nothing. Then he doesn't understand why or how, but he got a gut feeling and he followed it. He drove down cane creek road to the parking lot of the amesa back trail and he's not sure why but he passed the main trail and he kept going to the top of the hill to the little spot near the cliff and that's where he saw the white ford ranger
0: found the truck
1: he found the truck
0: good for him
1: he wanted to document things in case there had been a crime so he pulled out his camera and he took pictures later let's waste
0: some more time
1: (laughs) he would look at a receipt that the that the runner had left inside the car. It was from Burger King for a chicken sandwich, a large fries, and a large coffee, and it was dated Wednesday, December thirteenth at eleven AM. Now it was one thirty in the afternoon, two days and two cold nights later. By mid afternoon the Grand, Can- Ground- Grand County search and rescue team gathered at the Emesa back trailhead. And guess who showed up? Taz. Taz He's the bestest boy.
0: No, no he's not.
1: Lassie would have had somebody there. The little hobo, Benji. But they took this as a bad sign, thinking the only way that the dog would have left an owl is if she had died. They tried to call Taz over, but he was having none of it. He kept circling around them. And they thought they should try to grab him, but no one could. Then the dog stopped, looked back over his shoulder, and he was gone. The search group had already sent people out ahead. So they followed them. The search group had already sent people out ahead on ATVs, and they knew that Taz was heading in their direction. So they radioed to them, telling them to follow that dog. Bago Gerhart was on one of the ATVs. Bago had volunteered for the Grand County Search and Rescue Squad for 11 years. This wasn't his full-time gig; it's something that he did with his free time. But of the 91 calls that went out to the Grand County search and rescue team in 2006, Gerhardt responded to 88 of them, more than anyone else. And Taz ran right past him. It stopped, looked at Bago, and then dashed off the trail. Up to That's them. the
0: guy she was, is that the guy she wanted to hang out with more?
1: Nope. Oh. That was BC. Okay, sorry. Yeah.
0: I am paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I am. (laughs) See, (laughs) I knew there was a guy. Yeah,
1: so Taz is up on this little mesa. Bago got off his ATV, walked up the mesa where the dog was waiting, and Bago stared at the dog, and the dog stared at Bago, and then the dog was gone again. But he couldn't, he, he was gone, gone. Like, he couldn't keep up to it. So Bago backtracked to where he first spotted Taz. He found paw prints next to paw prints of a woman runner. When he saw them, he followed them. And he drove, and he drove, and he drove some more, and then he stopped. He thought he heard something. Danelle obviously didn't know what had been happening. This is the part that was making me laugh. So she was laying there when Taz showed up again, and all that running makes a dog thirsty. So he went over and started drinking from Danelle's puddle. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and he drank and drank and Town Bell was like what the hell dog that's my only water and she started yelling bad dog can't you find another pothole?" she was so mad at tabs and like you left me last night you wouldn't snuggle with me and then all of a sudden everything shifted and she realized it wasn't the dog's fault it wasn't anyone's fault and she wasn't angry anymore now she was into acceptance and she was ready to die she was at peace and then she heard a sound that didn't make sense bago to- drove toward the sound he heard that's when he saw them there on a rock in a little hidden canyon was a woman on her back and there lying next to her with a snow on her chest taz Danelle cried and said i'm so glad to see you and bago answered i'm glad you're glad to see me and that you can say so Bago carefully wrapped Danelle in a heavy sleeping bag. He Bago was crying too as he put her hands into warm gloves and started looking for a spot where a helicopter could land. And he told Danelle, you got one heck of a dog. The helicopter team had to work fast. Night was approaching and they couldn't fly these canyons without light because there's just rocks jutting everywhere. So you have to be able to see to j- fly through that canyon.
0: So just to uh, remind everybody, this is in Utah, right? This Where is- you want me to go <laughs> <Yes>. with you? <laughs> yes. Okay, just check.
1: <laughs> they got to Denell within minutes of flight time left in the day, so they took her to the hospital, and the doctor said that. People with her injuries usually die within eight hours. And she had been like this for three days. But they say because of her mindset, because of the things she was trying to do to stay alive, and because she was in such great athletic um, condition. That's not the word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean. That's why she survived. Her pelvis had broken in four places. At one spot, it splintered into too many pieces for the doctors to count. She lost a third of her blood. Doctors at Denver Health Medical Center had operated on her for six hours, inserting a titanium plate into her pelvis. When the Today Show called afterwards, she wasn't all that interested. Of course, she was grateful to be alive, but in the hospital, she was hurt, and she was tired, and she was hungry. They still didn't
0: feed her while she was in the hospital? (laughs)
1: Then the Today Show people said they wanted Taz on the air, too, and she hadn't seen the dog since the search and rescue helicopter had lifted her into the sky. So she agreed because she basically because she wanted to see Taz and dogs weren't usually allowed in the hospital, but they would make an exception for the interview. So Taz came and they did the interview and it was this great, you know, like greeting and whatever. After the interview was over, Taz was taken to Danelle's sister's house, which was a quarter mile from the hospital. Taz jumped the fence and ran back to the hospital. Of course he did. (laughs) Danelle's sister knew exactly where the dog was heading, so she drove up, grabbed grabbed Taz and brought him back. BC came to visit Danelle in the hospital and said he sure hoped that they could go on another date. They ended up getting married and had two children together. Taz received the National Hero Dog Award of... For what? He was drinking water! (laughs) What did he do? He got help! He went and got help! He got lucky! (laughs) He he received the National Hero Dog Award from the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals in Los Angeles. Donnell made a full recovery. yeah because even you know
0: it's he didn't do anything
1: i just picture i like this whole time i was picturing roscoe this is total my story is about our roscoe has the very same personality <laughs> oh
0: my god
1: anyways danelle made a full recovery and after lots of phys- physiotherapy she's back to racing again really yeah like she but the physiotherapists, when she got there, they were like, we don't even know if you're ever going to walk again. And the, uh, the day after her surgery, she booked another adventure race for for 150 days from there. And she went. And she did well. <laughs> like, it's nuts. Nuts. She actually organized the Moab trail, trail Marathon that actually goes right by the spot where she fell. So that's kind of cool, too. Taz. I mean
0: hit by a car and died no oh
1: but he was born in 2003 so i would think it was 2019 when he passed away but he's no longer with us but he was a good boy That's, uh... <laughs> he was a really good boy he lived a long happy life like for the amount of energy that he had he had the perfect owner honestly
0: yeah i mean he was rescued you have to look at that too right yeah. like it was rescued yeah, you the, know, the probably one, like probably one. like the dog I want right now, <laughs> now that you won't let me rescue is probably probably the dog that was going to save my life. You know, oh from my something. God. but this is probably why we're not getting it. So I mean, not to make your story about me and <laughs> poor Luna that I can't rescue or anything like that. Probably why you don't want me to get hers because I'm going to. Oh, my God. Gonna save my life or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Good story.
1: <laughs> yes. That's my story of Danelle Balanchie and Taz the Wonder Dog
0: cool so that's the end of your story and it brings us to our secret word
1: oh it's our keyword time do you want to win it i put a picture of insta on the yeti and yep that's good english
0: (laughs) she put a picture of the yeti on instagram
1: (laughs) i was so excited i was saying it all at once (laughs) it just didn't come up clearly (laughs)
0: so if you'd like to see what you're going to win it is on our instagram uh it's also been put up on the facebook page and everything else so it is all done ready to go we've put it back into the box and got it all ready to be shipped out to 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 whoever wins yes
1: he wants to come live with you however our listener
0: if it's jeff robillard that wins it (laughs) i'm licking it before i send it to him i know that he listens to every episode and he's put in every keyword (laughs) And if he does win it, I'm licking it and then sending it to him. So Jeff, just so you know,
1: you're
0: gonna want to watch it. Nobody else will I do that to. <laughs> just that guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what is our keyword for them to send to Get or Survive well, Podcast? Well, our key
0: our keyword that you would want to send to
1: debtor survive podcast at gmail.com
0: would be potato chip
1: potato chip because let her rip potato chip
0: you don't think they figured that out on their own
1: maybe did jeff
0: okay so you got one that might struggle <laughs> everybody else is intelligent
1: <laughs> sorry jeff it was just right there i didn't have a choice really
0: <laughs> i'm gonna pay for this <laughs> thing is i need his help in the spring <laughs> anyways <laughs> all right so yes secret word is out yeah the chip make sure you email that to us or send it to us um through instagram, through instagram. Instagram's instagram. a
1: great place to send it yeah. uh, or maybe... a messenger yeah or... yeah
0: anyways anywhere kind of private slip it in there and get it to us and since you've got the secret word it's time for me
1: it is story time
0: to give you my words
1: yes are you ready I am ready.
0: Are you ready for this?
1: Are you giving me a theme?
0: Geniuses.
1: The theme is geniuses. Geniuses that are Darwin Award winners. In
0: August 2006. Yes. A 33-year-old Johnny was found slumped over in his house. He was bleeding from stab wounds. The initial police investigation led police to believe that someone had attacked him.
1: Well, yeah, if somebody's covered in stab wounds, usually that's what, ha- what's, what happened.
0: Johnny had called a friend earlier that day, but after talking to him, he hung after he talked to him and hung up. He called him right back, right away, and said, "Please call an ambulance." When the ambulance and the police arrived, they found the front door open, and beside Johnny, they found a blood-soaked knife. Okay. When they began to dig deeper into the investigation, it was leading them nowhere. It was actually leading them to believe that Johnny had stabbed himself.
1: How many times? Why?
0: It didn't make sense for Johnny to even stab himself. Yeah, he was just
1: on the phone with somebody. He was on the phone with
0: somebody, but not only that, he had money.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He had a loving family. His wife loved him. He had children. So they couldn't figure it out. But after a year of piecing everything together, they finally figured out what had happened and why Johnny is on mine and not being having somebody searching for him. Johnny, alone and bored, decided to find out if his jacket was stab proof or not.
1: Why would he think that it was stab proof?
0: He had talked to his wife several times thinking that his jacket was really nice and it was probably stab proof because it was a heavy duty jacket.
1: He told that to his wife? <laughs> yes. No. So being home,
0: alone, <laughs> and bored.
1: Please tell me he had been drinking or like.
0: Nope. Doesn't say anything <laughs> about drinking. He decided to stab, not only stab the jacket to see if it would stop, but put it on.
1: Oh my God.
0: And it stabbed stab himself.
1: He was pretty confident in that jacket.
0: He, was, it's a and you know what the thing is I tried to look it up to see like was he wearing like a, a tactical jacket or was <laughs> it, it like was probably this Probably like was, a, a tough
1: jacket or something. Just a jacket it? there
0: was no like no no reason for him to even think that.
1: Well, okay, so he's clearly not a genius.
0: He's a genius. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: I feel like you're um theme here might be a bit of a stretch. Nope.
0: <laughs> nope. They were geniuses.
1: <laughs>
0: we should have stab resistant coats. Okay, but
1: th- listen, this guy is wealthy with a, with a family. He just with said he didn't a, have any money issues. He, he has money.
0: Didn't and, have any money issues. Right. So it's not like he was gambling and stuff. I don't know if he's wealthy. Don't turn my story into false facts.
1: Okay. But I'm saying he had I I didn't
0: research that.
1: His poor wife.
0: His poor wife <laughs> has probably made a billion dollars on stab-resistant stab coats. I bet yeah. you that's what she did. She turned this tragedy. She,
1: just, he, she's selling coats and then tell your husband these are stab-proof. <laughs> and you'll collect the insurance. <laughs> I bought you a gift.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Is it stab-resistant? Good. Put it on. Hold it. Like, why wouldn't you put it on a mannequin, I, or, or why wouldn't you lay it on a bed on and chair. stab it or yeah, something? I, yeah. don't why, I don't know. Why wear it and do it? I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> our next Johnny also thought he was a genius. He had a powerful Dirt Devil vacuum cleaner in one hand, and a can of Raid in the other.
1: Okay. He's going to kill the bugs and then vacuum them up?
0: well kind of he felt like he was an invincible warrior and he was going why do so many of
1: your guys think they're like other worlds he was going to
0: take on the pesky wasps (laughs) that had been bothering him for weeks
1: i feel his pain i hate wasps
0: i watched the wasp one time my wife went out to her and i warned her there's was a wasp nest up there and it landed right on her nose and it gripped her nose and then stung her
1: i have i don't story care i'm telling it again it was awesome
0: <laughs> it was so funny probably because it wasn't happening to me <laughs> but i sicked a wasp on her i told you it was even there
1: i well i think i went in with raid that's what i was doing i was trying to kill them
0: well you should have went in with a vacuum. <laughs> I guess. Because these wasps that were making his life miserable for weeks were finally gone, he unleashed his vacuum cleaner, and tried as the wasps might, they could not get away from the sucking power of the dirt devil.
1: Okay, it was a pretty good it was a pretty good dirt devil.
0: Sucked them right in. Uh huh. But Johnny, Johnny wasn't done with that. That wasn't good enough for them. Okay. So
1: he sprayed Raid into the he vacuum.
0: He took the Raid and sprayed it into the open hole as well,
1: uh-huh.
0: filling the vacuum with a poisonous gas to kill these
1: wasps. Okay. This doesn't sound so far like it's anything too, like, too crazy, too out there. However. Oh, here we go.
0: When the pesticide hit with the heat of the vacuum, it exploded. Oh, no. no! <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would not have known that either. I'm, I'm like, what?
1: I was not expecting that. So,
0: yeah, it exploded and then put a poisonous gas into his face and killed him.
1: Wow. Right? I feel like I could easily be that Darwin Award o- winner.
0: <laughs> I would have never <laughs> thought that, yeah. That it was saying that the heat, so it goes on to say that the uh, um, when the pesticide hit with the heat of the vacuum, it, it created an explosion and then the cloud of poison got pushed out. So, wow so the vacuum cleaner took out the wasp and johnny
1: <laughs> who knew don't don't vacuum well, at the least with kind of a dirt devil those yeah. suckers <laughs> must get hot maybe that's why it's got
0: devil <laughs> yeah. right
1: yeah that's nuts i know
0: uh, i was like what <laughs> I want to hear another nuts <laughs> one okay i didn't write this one down i got this one going from memory if you were going to let's say you're a robber Mm-hmm. okay and you're gonna hold somebody up right where where would you go to hold somebody up where would you not go to hold somebody up
1: the police station
0: okay that's one mm-hmm. where
1: else uh i don't know i don't know i'm drawing a blank now
0: like a gun store oh, would you think store. about walking into a gun store with a gun to hold them up
1: absolutely not
0: well johnny decided to Johnny decided that he would walk into, and let's okay, let's make this even better. We're talking deep south.
1: Oh, so everybody. Well, we're looking for out. a reason to right. shoot, right? And every person that's shopping in that store also has a gun on them. Yep,
0: and not only that, <laughs> when I was like, I'll, I should maybe do this one more in detail, but I'm telling you, the, this guy walked in with a gun, trying to hold up this place, and not only when he walked in and put the gun up and said, "This is a stick up." The guy at the counter having a coffee turned around and was a sheriff oh,
1: so not no. only
0: is he <laughs> robbing a gun store with a itchy trigger finger store full of you know yeah. I, I rednecks i think redneck. i'm allowed to say yeah. that i don't know i'm white i'm a redneck whatever yeah. i'm a country boy full of people that are going to shoot you back and then still didn't stop still he said, said no, no and shot
1: come on hold the trigger he was in yeah there was he must have been on some like heavy bath salt shit or something i I don't don't know know. that's the last place that you walk into okay
0: (laughs) police station maybe first (laughs) but that is the second top of do not enter to rob with a gun
1: (laughs) absolutely (laughs) wow that's nuts
0: anyways those are my stories they
1: were good ones i like them
0: ladies and gentlemen and everyone that is listening to be all inclusive he, she, they, them, there, who, whatever, sparkly, shiny, yellow, red, purple, blue, green, people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Yes, thank you very much.
0: Um, did we talk about the at the top? We needed an extra fifteen yes, listeners. We did, we did yes. talk about mm-hmm. that already. Yeah. So I'm going through. I'm going through notes. Look, notes. Look,
1: I write. You're just crumpling paper. I'm standing here watching you. You
0: shut up. They don't know that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I looked professional for 2 seconds.
0: I looked like I knew what I was doing. I looked like we scripted this thing. <laughs> you guys have no idea what we have on our table. It's really it's really embarrassing. It's actually.
1: chaos. It's chaos,
0: but it's managed chaos. Yes. I like controlled chaos. Mm-hmm. I can manage chaos. Yes. Uh so, I guess we've done all that. So please again, like I've told you before, you may not think it does, but anything but anybody else you could recommend us to like, subscribe, follow—all that stuff helps us out yes. immensely. It
1: sure does. And you guys have been doing an amazing job. And you guys have job. been sharing. We've noticed. Thank you.
0: Yes, we have noticed, and everything's are going up. Um, again, check out the Instagram for the Yeti. Please get your uh, words in and stuff. You're running out of time. You're yep. gonna miss out on a nice Yeti. March sixth.
1: March sixth.
0: March sixth. The draw will happen. Yeah. Okay, so that brings us to the end and the dad joke of the week here we go what is the number one game in the world
1: oh no ah <laughs> i'm getting good at these <laughs> i'm not doing dad jokes anymore <laughs> i'm <out. I> quit. <laughs> Uh, those are so much more satisfying when i guess them
0: stupid i'm not doing that stupid <laughs> book anymore my kids probably got that book for me so they could answer them. Yeah. i'm going to more difficult ones going back to mine <laughs> stupid book <laughs> stupid <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that is Dead or survive for this week thank you very much from my wife thank you from me thank you
1: okay bye